Welcome to the Stephen Mansfield Audio Podcast. I want to talk to you in this podcast about a principle I believe very deeply in. It's a principle of life and business, and I call it the Disney Factor. Let me explain what I mean uh, by this Disney factor. When you go to Disney World or Disneyland, uh, they make a concerted effort to hide the machinery, hide the wiring, hide the process from you. They want it to be the magic kingdom. Uh, so to speak. that's what That was Disney's, Walt Disney's phrase. So uh, beneath where you're walking are tunnels and little roadways and pathways that the different Disney characters get from one part of the park to another uh, through. Um, the tree is not completely a tree. It's also uh, maybe got an owl that's also a security camera in it. Um, you know, one of the characters is armed, is actually a cop. You understand what I'm saying? Uh, they They are hiding from you Um, the machinery, the mechanics. They want you to go to the park and just let your imagination fly and not be thinking about security and cars and jobs and people with time cards who are checking in and all of that kind of thing. Well, the Disney factor uh, has some wisdom to it for us because we live in an age in which people, quite frankly, overshare. Uh, they over-divulge. They let too much of the hidden wiring and mechanics and inner aspects of their lives um, out to the public. I'm not just talking about rock stars and people who appear in People magazine. I'm talking about uh, all of us. Uh, we live in a social media age. We live in an age where sharing the personal is thought to be cool and, and is mistaken for intimacy. And so rather than be like the Disney Corporation and how they sort of hide the mechanics and allow uh, the freedom to imagine and enjoy without being sort of burdened by the mundane aspects of running a park or of life. Um, Most people are like the Lloyds of London building. Now, I have always been entertained by the Lloyds of London building. Um, Obviously, it's named for the famous insurance company, and it's in London, thus the the Lloyds of London building. But but the, the fascinating thing is that in kind of an attempt at cool architecture, they put the pipes and uh, some of the wiring and the electrical tubes on the outside of the building. So there's a building in London that has all the kind of uh, inner plumbing and what have you that most buildings have, except that it adorns the outside of the building. It is the ugliest stinking building I think I've ever seen. Why? Because all the stuff that usually is tastefully hidden and that architects spend time concealing so that you just simply enjoy the beauty of the architecture, no, it's all on the outside. And quite frankly, uh, my in my imagination, I picture, well, to be frank, poop coming down these tubes on the outside of the building. That is not what Lloyd's, uh, this insurance company and big firm, wants me to think about. So, so what happens then is that we we sort of overdo, we overexpose. And what gets lost is the magic and the mystery that is part of the power of everything from leadership to marketing uh, to just experience. I have a dear friend who runs a restaurant. Uh, It's a great restaurant and I love him dearly. Uh, But when you sit with him, he will sit down and tell you 
where he bought the pie on discount. He will sit down and tell you how the thing's being run and how much he's paying the servers and and you know uh, what the trends are and how, about the carpet and the remodeling and all that kind of thing. Well, okay, I love him. And as a friend, he can talk to me about anything he wants. But as a customer, as a consumer, what I want is the experience, right? I want to walk in and be welcomed by a professional sort of maitre d' and I want to sit down and I want to have something to drink and have my food and, and uh, you know, I'm not looking to be, uh, you know, I don't want my life made whole by this restaurant experience, but I also am not paying whatever I'm paying uh, to, you know, co-run this restaurant in my mind. I'm going over there to rest and relax and, you know, romance with Bev and whatever. Um, but the mystery is lost. I feel tired when I leave. I feel like I've been consulting or advising rather than having um, the luxurious experience of some mentally free hours. And this is very much what uh, many in our age need to ponder. I put this, I sometimes express this not just as the Disney factor, but I express it as the difference between the be, uh, the bedroom and the living room. You know, almost anybody in the world who behaves themselves can come into my living room if they know me, if they have reason to be there, if, you know, if, if we have a relationship. Um, but very few people ever get in my bedroom, <laughs> you know? I mean, even just to see it. Uh, I don't, you don't just take people into your bedroom, do you? Uh, you know, not maybe just cause it's messy, but because it's private, it's where I sleep. It's where I, you know, it's, it's, it's my inner sanctum. It's where Bev and I live. You, you don't, you don't get in there. You don't go to my bedroom. Um, and that's as it should be. I don't want to know too much intimate stuff about you. Uh, I'm talking about the kind of thing that you and just your immediate friends, family, spouse ought to know. That's that's not for me to know. And when that's forced on me or someone else, uh, it it diminishes. It's over revealing. It it loses. It, it it takes away from the ability to have a civil, normal, um, non overly disclosed kind of relationship with you. I, I want to suggest some things for you to think about as you do your social media, as you conduct yourself in the world, and as uh, those of you who are in business, do business. I want you to consider, first of all, that part of the power of a personality, of a firm, of your presence, of your art, is a certain amount of mystery. A certain amount that's not disclosed. Don't you find the most intriguing people, the people you don't know too much about, that aren't always yapping about themselves? Uh, don't you find um, the artist or uh, the 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 personality on the public stage who who just lets out enough, keeps their thoughts a bit to themselves, has a air of mystery about them? I mean, isn't that isn't that intriguing? Isn't that engaging? Doesn't that add to the power? Isn't it even sexy? Um, I'll have to tell you that that when I go, I do it to a lot of live music when I live in Nashville, Bev and I split our time between Nashville and DC. And when I'm in Nashville and I go to the many, many music venues, a person who over talks about their writing process, you know, performer, guitarist, whatever, over, over speaks of how that works technically, you know, tries to make the tuning of the guitar, you know, a big moment of disclosure. Eh, you know, I don't. I don't want to know too much. It's not that I find it ugly. It's just that you tune your guitar and then play your song and let me experience the song and let there be an element of mystery about you. So mystery is part of the intrigue 
and the power um, and and the the curiosity factor that that draws people to over disclose is to repel is to bore just just ponder that uh, second of all uh, when you share too much out of your life with people at any given moment and I'm not talking about your intimate friends and I'm not talking about when you're going through a hard time we all have those people who know all everything about us but I'm talking about in kind of a public vein bear in mind that people fix what they hear in their minds as though it's permanent um, years ago, I used to put on my outgoing cell phone message uh, where I was in the world. I'm in Israel, and uh, hey, this is Stephen, and uh, until the 17th of March, I'm, you know, in such and such. What I found was that nine months later, a friend would <laughs> run across me at a Starbucks and go, hey, I thought you were in Israel. I hadn't been in Israel for nine months, but but they had not called, had not invited me, had not thought, you know, just of the normal friendship things because they heard my voicemail and had it fixed in their brain. I was in Israel. Well, man, I was back from Israel three days after they heard the message. People get things fixed in their minds. That's fine for your intimates who will have enough contact with you to, uh, you know, know that the situation changes 72 hours later. But when you over-disclose, you're fixing sometimes uh, temporary, sometimes negative things in people's minds that you may not want them to still be clinging two months later and you have no control over that because they're not close enough to you to have the situation change. For those of you who are performers, for those of you who are in the public eye, you really want to think about this. You really do want to think about it. And then finally, I I don't want to give the impression that I think that being human, disclosing things to your spouse, your immediate friends is a negative. I do want to say that when you give facts and truths about yourself away publicly, you are there is some degree of loss. Now, when I share my heart and my life with my wife, it's enhanced. We talk, we process, we, she gives feedback or she comforts me or she, you know, I, whatever. We talk about it. We talk about me, how to change it, whatever it might be. It's enhanced. It's increased in value because that's in a context of love and ongoing relationship. But when a, a, a performer, let's say, gets on whatever, Oprah or The Tonight Show or whatever it is, and share some intimate thing, you know, the kind of thing I'm talking about from sexual details to love details to what they wear to bed and how they eat cereal at three in the morning or whatever. Um, if it's especially if it's about a loved one and how they relate to each other, there's a degree of loss. You've given that away. You've shared it with people who have no investment in you and it's lost its value. Uh, I have made the mistake in my life as a speaker of sharing some stories about my children. Now, some of them are fine. They're cute. They're great. But I've learned that when I share some of the cuter stories about my children with thousands of people, theoretically, you know, something about that becomes, call it what you will, commercial, public. There is a callus over my heart in that area because I've used it so many times. It's no longer the sweet story shared around the Thanksgiving table or something. Now it's a it's a tool of communication. It's not the intimate thing, the sweet, beautiful thing about Elizabeth or Jonathan that that it once was. So bear in mind that we we give things away to our loss when we give them away too publicly. 
I want to make something very clear, though, that I am a big believer in communication. I'm a big believer in people having uh, relationships and intimates they can share the deepest thing about them with. I, I'm not anti-communication. However, you ought to have concentric circles of relationships in your life. I should have Bev as the center relationship of my life, the one. And then there's going to be another four or five or six. That, you know, that would include, who knows, my kids and my best friends. Uh, and then there's another, well, I would actually say that next relationship level is just my kids. And then there's, then there's uh, my closest friends. And then there's that group that you, you see from time to time and you love and you're friends and, you know, you can go do the fun thing with, but, but you don't see all the time. And it ranges out from there to, let's just call it the public. And that's different for each of us. Those of you who are, you know, politicians or rock stars, you have a different public than maybe I have or, or some other person who, you know, just runs an insurance agency has. They're, they're, they're public, but they're not public in the sense of a, of a congressman, for example. Well, if you give the things that ought to be given in the first couple of concentric circles of relationship away to the public, you've lost part of it. So bear in mind the concentric circles of relationships in your life and disclose and communicate what's appropriate. But don't give away your heart. Don't give away your core. Don't give away the mystery uh, of what you do. And for those of you who are in business, bear in mind that the car owner wants to know something about the engine and that it's going to last, but but you're selling, as you well know, far more than just the technical side of the engine. You're selling an experience. You're selling a generational theme. You're selling a bit of mystery. There's there's what's undisclosed. Otherwise, we wouldn't have skin. Our organs would be visible all the time, and you know we just see right to the core of digestion and what have you. Um, and the mystery, the beauty, the something would be lost in the over-disclosure of detail and inner and core in inappropriate places. Keep part of yourself. Nurture parts of yourself. Keep the mystery. Disclose what should be disclosed at appropriate levels. Don't just plaster yourself everywhere for the world to see. That's a product of insecurity. That's a desperate plea for intimacy it, that ought to be acquired elsewhere. And ultimately, it will cheapen the very things that ought to be the most valuable to you. Stephen Mansfield is a New York Times best-selling author and popular speaker who coaches and advises leaders worldwide. To learn more about Stephen, log on to stephenmansfield.tv. The Stephen Mansfield Podcast is produced by Isaac Darnell, who also wrote and performed the Rockin' Podcast theme song, this is a Chartwell Literary Group production. Chartwell is ingeniously led by Beverly Darnell Mansfield. As a result, all rights are reserved. For more information, contact us through stephenmansfield.tv.